Hey everyone, Art Burns here, wishing you well. Glad to be outside again today. Um, it's still a little breezy, so I'm hoping we're gonna get through this. I guess if you're watching this, it means that we got through it. Um, but I'm happy to be here with you today on, the, on what's kind of a cloudy and an overcast day, but you know, that's okay. It's cooled off a little bit and it's, you know, maybe we'll get a little rain and the plants will like that. And you know, the important thing is, as I talk about all the time, is that, you know, we recognize that these clouds and the wind that we feel and, and oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> anything else that we're feeling in the weather you know that it's impermanent you know that it's always going to change right and and the the same thing is true for for your experiences whatever those experiences may be okay they're always going to be impermanent you know and um and so so recognize the impermanence you know allows us to accept whatever is going on. So this is a really important uh, aspect of what we talk about here in terms of stress reduction, because the more that we accept whatever it is that's happening, the less we're going to get into a fear-based response to that thing. And the fear-based response is where the stress comes from, right? That's what causes the stress in our bodies, right? And once the stress is caused in our bodies, it does all kinds of things that are not helpful to us, right? And so when we're bringing awareness, uh, uh, not <laughs> speaking of which that goes the sum. Um, when we're bringing a non-judging moment-to-moment awareness to our sensations of our body, to the emotions which cause those sensations, and to the thoughts which cause the emotions that cause those sensations, you know, when we bring a non-judging awareness to this whole process, right, what we're doing is we're putting ourselves into the present moment, right? And and again, by, by allowing ourselves to be present with those that process and doing so in a way that is accepting right in that place when we are able to do that we then stay you know we stay out of the thoughts that that are of the future and the thoughts that are of the past when when we tend to think about or whenever we do think about the future or the past our brains are wired to think about the negative aspects of those things, right? Like it's very, very seldom that we might think about the future and think about, you know, automatically think about how awesome it's going to be, right? Generally speaking, we think of what's the worst possible thing that could happen, right? And that's, that's the way our brains are wired. It's called the negativity bias. It's the way in which our brains try to keep us alive, right? Because, you know, thinking about the worst case scenario, it can only get better than that, right? And so, so the worst case scenario, scenario is something's going to kill us, right? So everything better than everything up from there is better, right? And so that's the way our brains are kind of wired, right? Same thing with the past. We don't think about, you know, when, when you tend to think, reflect upon the past of your life, you know, generally speaking, you're going to bring your attention to those things in your past that are unpleasant, that are sad, that, that are, you know, kind of damaging, traumatic, right? You're not going to think about the really wonderful moments unless you intentionally look for those, right? Generally speaking, the default is to think about the bad stuff. Again, it's the way our brains are wired. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's how we're wired for survival, right? So when we bring this, you know, presence, right, that's where we sort of neutralize this wiring of our brain, right? We, we neutralize the effect of this, right? And so instead of thinking about the future or thinking about the past, when we're thinking about what is happening, when we're paying attention 
to what is happening right here, right now. And, and whether that's, you know, paying attention to the tactile, you know, things that we're doing, right? Whether it's washing dishes, sitting here, like I'm paying attention right now to the, the feeling of the grass under my bare feet, you know? Um, you know, so whether it's like a tactile, um, you know, experience that you're having, or you're paying attention to the inner sensations, the inner, um, uh, the inner emotions and the inner thoughts, right? Any which way you're doing that, what you're doing is you're bringing yourself into the present moment. And this is beneficial to you, okay? So <laughs> you could say that you have your five outer senses, right? Like, which are the tactile things that you can pay attention to, right? Like I mentioned the feeling at the bottoms of my feet, that's my sense of touch, right? I could also, uh, you know, maybe smell the lilacs that my, my neighbor might be growing, right? Uh, or I could be tasting, you know, the, the, the tea that I just had a few minutes ago, this lingering taste in my mouth, right? Or I could hear, um, you know, birds chirping, right? Or I could see the sun peeking through clouds, or now the sun's no longer peeking through the clouds, right? This is something I can see, right? So those are the, the five outer senses that I have. And again, I can be paying attention to any one of those at any given time and holding myself in the present moment by doing that, right? And a lot of people will say that that's all the senses we have, but it's not. Um, there's a wonderful doctor by the name of Dr. Dan Siegel. I'm actually rereading one of his amazing books right now called Aware. You should definitely check it out. It's a fantastic book. Very, it's a thick one and it's you know, not the easiest read, but it is definitely uh, accessible as far as scientific stuff goes. And, um, and so he proposes that, that we don't just have those five senses. We have a sixth sense, right, which is our internal sensations, right? And the thoughts and the emotions that go with them, right? Like I talk about, right? And then we have a seventh sense, right? Which is our connection to the rest of the world, right? And now this is what I want to talk about today, right? Like, like when we can pay attention and when we can hold in a non-judging awareness, this connection that we have to the rest of the world around us, right? This alone can be very, very effective in the reduction of stress and the avoidance of the stress response in your body, okay? When we consider, okay, now this is not, first of all, this is not a a uh, spiritual concept, right? Even though spirituality definitely talks about the connection to the universe, the connection that we all have to one another and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, but this is also a hard-nosed neuroscientific concept, okay? And when I say hard-nosed neuroscientific concept, I mean that there has been exhaustive uh, research and, and studies done on this connection that we have to the rest of the world around us, to the rest of the people around us, to the rest of the, the environment that we, we interact in. It is very, very real, okay? Specifically, the connection that we have to other people, okay? There's something called limbic resonance, right? Which is, is actually like a connection that we have. Like, like when someone walks into a room, right? You are automatically registering how that person is present, presenting themselves to the rest of the you know, to emotionally, right? And, and you are Im automatically, immediately going to have a reaction to that, right? You're either going to feel like, you know, a happiness or, or a sadness or a fear or what have you, right? And that's just one example to how, you know, we are connected to one another, right? 
And so, again, I only say that, I, you know, I could get much deeper into the idea of limbic resonance and, and the connections that we have energetically. And maybe someday I'll make a, a full length video about that. But but for now, the important thing that I want to talk about about this is the 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 vital importance or the, the, the real benefit to recognizing this connection that we have to others. OK. For two reasons, okay. Number one, fear, right? Fear is where your stress comes from, right? And and as we feel isolated from others, and as we have this what what psychologists and neuroscientists would call a false sense of separate self, right? Like like when we feel separate from the rest of the world around us, the rest of the people in the world around us, right? We are generally going to start to get into a level of fear. Now, this is a primal instinct that we have, right? Like, like the, the very earliest humans who walked the face of the earth, right? You know, as, as the very earliest evolution of, of human beings, right? They banded into tribes, right? They banded into tribes because they knew that being together with others was safer than being alone, right? And so the same primal instinct exists in you today, right? And as the more you feel alone, the more you are going to, um, you're going to sense that fear, right? And when you sense that fear, even on a very subtle and subconscious level, that's when the stress is going to start creeping into your body, right? And so, and so this, this is just beyond, you know, beyond important, okay? The second reason why this sense of connection is so important is because this connection is the root of compassion, right? We, we feel empathy with others because we feel that they are, you know, kind of, we're all going through the same thing together, right? Like, like you and I are, are both human beings. We both have, you know, bodies, we have emotions, we have, you know, we have troubles, we have triumphs, we have everything, right? We're all sharing very, very similar experiences. Once we recognize that with, e with each other, right, which we can only do through feeling a connection to one another, right? Like, like empathy doesn't happen if you feel completely separate. If you feel like you have no shared experience with someone, it's impossible to feel empathy, right? So, so, or at least true empathy, right? So the more you feel that connection to others, the more empathy is going to arise within you. And the more empathy arises within you, that is going to lead the way to compassion, right? And once we feel compassion, again, there are numerous, I mean, exhaustive studies that show how important compassion is to our well-being, okay? It makes you healthier, it helps you in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally. It benefits you, okay? Health, right? Like we're talking about general health, right? Like it, it is beneficial to you to practice uh, compassion, right? Again, there's, you know, this is not a, a spiritual concept. This is a, a medical and, and neuroscientific concept that I'm talking about here. And I can point you to plenty of research that shows this, okay? So, so the point that I'm trying to make today is that as you are going through your life, right, and as you're going through your day, if you can, from time to time, just pay attention to the fact that you are connected 
to to everyone else in the in the universe in the whole i mean let's let's keep it simple and just say the world right and um and 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 there are ways to cultivate this sense of connection as well okay there are very simple practices that you can do to cultivate this sense of connection because it's it's kind of a two-way street right like like we can pay attention to it and and allow it to to present itself to us right or we could intentionally cultivate this sense of of connection and then allow it to become more prevalent in our lives and in our consciousness right so either way you want to go about it you know it's it's there for you and the more you're able to do it the more you're going to to benefit from it now this all results in something that's really, really important that I'm going to get into tomorrow, okay, which is integration, okay? There are many, many studies that show that, that by, by, you know, understanding each one of these different, you know, sort of senses that we have, the five outer senses, the sensation of our, of our inner workings, of our emotions, our sensations, and our, our thoughts, right, and our connection to others, right, that, that when we can see those things and we can become more aware of them as they exist separately and then also as they connect to one another, then we can start to feel, then what, what happens in our bodies and in our brains is we start to build integration, okay? We're talking about neuronal integration, which that is enormously beneficial to your health, to your well-being, you know, again, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And so I'm going to cover more about that tomorrow. Check my video out then. And uh, I, I really appreciate listening here. And I again, I really appreciate a lot of the uh, comments that you all are leaving and the questions that I get from some of you. So keep them coming, okay? I really appreciate it. And this helps me to feel more connected to you all which is important. (laughs) And I hope it feels connection the other way as well. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate you and uh, I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow to talk about the integration that we can build through all of this awareness. And I can't wait to share it with you. Take care. Have a great day.